joined by Professor Stephen Van Leeuwen from Curtin University School of Molecular Science and Life Sciences, a noted botanical ecologist, Australia's first Indigenous Chair of Biodiversity and Environmental Science, and now Director of the just-launched Australian Research Council Training Centre for Healing Country. Professor Van Leeuwen, welcome to NITV Radio, and uh, can you unpack for us how the newly launched center will restore a country, and he said in a way that actually puts First Nations communities at the center of uh, building uh, resilient systems. So the center is focused all about Indigenous people and um, putting First Nations back into the restoration economy. And so we will be undertaking research and training where, where our number one client is the needs of First Nations research users. We will be co-designing projects, asking First Nations communities what do they need, what information, what knowledge gaps are there for the restoration of country, do they need assistance with business plans so they can be involved in the restoration of company, uh, country, sorry. do they want to know about what benefits working in the restoration of country can deliver to community in terms of well-being. So we'll be co-designing projects with people, Indigenous people, First Nations people along those lines. The other big part of the centre is about training. So we want to deliver training products that upskill community in the restoration economy. And yes, a lot of that is focused on students Indigenous students at university, but we're also breaking the mould a little bit, and we'll be, you know, engaging with school children, running school camps on restoration, and we'll also be working a lot with um, Indigenous land management practitioners who are already working in the restoration economy, such as ranger programs and so forth, providing them with opportunities to get training or new training modules or accreditation for the training they're already uh, receiving and doing on country. And being a university, I gather one of the very, very uh, big components is uh, the training, as you said. There is a specific need for uh, postgraduates and uh, pathways all the way to PhDs. Ideally, you know, we have six postdocs and about 16 PhDs in this program. Ideally, you know, all of them and my aspirations would be all of them will be Indigenous. But reality is there's not enough Indigenous students in university, university doing environmental science or biology or restoration that will come, you know, we'll be able to fill all those positions with Indigenous. Perhaps next time round in five years' time, there will be a few more. But, you know, we, we intend to assist people in range of programs who, you know, yes, I can do this. I can, you know, and here's a pathway into a university through micro-credentials. And in five years' time, they've, you know, completed an undergrad degree with, with wraparound support, and they're interested in going on to postgraduate studies, whether that be a master's, a PhD, and, you know, ultimately a postdoctoral position. It's said that uh, you're already working with 19 uh, different community organisations. Can you name one or two for us? There's 19 industry partners in Keeling Country, which is, uh, taken a while to get all sorted, but we've got there. And that ranges from you know, big corporates like BHP 
down to small organisations and um, business businesses across the spectrum. People like Greening Australia, people like Gondwana Link, um, people like Hive and Wellness, a whole series of organisations, 19 of them, environmental consultancies have come on board. And besides um, industry partners, we also have a number of what we're calling endorsing Indigenous organisations such as Noongar Land Enterprises and um, the Esperance Noongars who are on board as supporting the work we want to do. We haven't asked them for money or any um, in-kind input like that, but we will be working with them, asking them, you know, what do you need? What information do you need? What knowledge gaps are there that you need to, what would like to see addressed so you can participate more in the restoration economy? And you have a, a, a country cultural advisory council and board uh, who will uh, yep. lead uh, the, the, and design the research programs. Well, I, I'm an Indigenous man myself. I'm a Noongar man, uh, Wadandi from the Bustleton area. So I'm the director, and below myself we've got the it, we've got a board which is all Indigenous um, people from the Kimberley, people from the Southwest WA. Across, you know, and a, a good gender mix. We also have a um, elders advisory board who provide us the the board with the cultural governance and cultural proficiency we need, and they're obviously all indigenous. And then we've got three key research themes. Those are restoration, socio-economic, and eco health. And each of those themes is led by a. Um, a really good academic, high-performing high, high academic person, and they're co-partnered with an Indigenous person. In, in one of the themes, the eco-health theme, the Indigenous person is the academic, and we're partnering them up with another you know, academic as well. Each of the themes has an Indigenous voice helping guide the research activities and the, ultimately the PhD postdoc students, uh, scholars that will be working in those themes. This project is really can be called a best practice, a project that blends a really perfectly country, uh, healthy culture and uh, healthy communities. Now, will it be restricted to Western Australia and Noonga country or it can be replicated in other places? When we put the application in, we're in the height of covid Yes, the, the the project is very much focused on southwest WA. You know, some of our partners are based in the Kimberley and in the Pilbara and in the goldfields. But again, West Australian focus. We realise that and um, have discussed that with the Australian Research Council, who are our primary funder. But the outputs and application of what we do is applicable and will be applicable across the nation. And, you know, you're right, we're pushing leading practice in that decisions about country and how country is managed and how country in particular is restored need to be made with the traditional owners at the table and we need to be trying to address the aspirations that traditional owners, traditional custodians have for their country. And will this centre be a permanent fixture or it's got a limited uh, uh, funding and scope and time? The current program is a five-year funded program. We are very confident at the end of that five years we will probably go again. Um, 
But in the meantime, you know, we are bringing in and bringing on other partners to help extend the program and extend the coverage that we are working on and number of projects. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we have a environmental consultancy that has come on board. You know, they've come on board and they're, they're funding an, an additional postdoc in our program, which is fantastic. So, you know, they're, they're committed to helping Aboriginal people in this case in the restoration of their country and they're particularly interested in you know carbon stocks in the soil and how restoration improves those um, carbon stocks for a carbon market for example now before i let you go any closing words or maybe uh, something we may not have covered you'd like to bring to the attention of our listeners yeah you know, the opportunities that are currently out there with carbon markets and nature repair markets coming the opportunities for first nations to be in the driving seat of what they want done with their country, um, and it's, you know, this applies not only after after mining, but it applies to you know the restoration that we need to do because of the climate challenge we currently face, and making sure First Nations are driving that and at the front of that. Now, Professor Stephen Van Nguyen, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. My pleasure.